0: You need indeed. Hey everyone, before we get started, I want to tell you about Blue Wire Hustle, a brand new program where you can host your very own podcast here at Blue Wire. Hustle was created to give everyone the opportunity to take your podcast to the next level. Or if you want to host a podcast and just don't know where to start, hustle is the perfect place for you as part of the program you'll receive personal cover art q and a's with blue wires top podcasters access to our exclusive community discord and an e-learning course full of tips and tricks and on top of that we will help you get your show pushed out to apple spotify google stitcher and all other listening platforms and the best part is you can get all of this for only 15 bucks a month the same rate as any other hosting site would charge you just for the initial setup so whether you're starting from scratch or have an existing show that you want to grow hustle is an open door to leveling up your sports podcasting experience take it from me i work on the hustle program it's a very exciting program the progress that these hustle podcasters have made already is so so cool and impressive and fun to watch and be a part of so get your application in today because acceptance into the program is limited. To apply, go to bwhustle.com slash join You can also check out the description box for this episode to find out more but that's bwhustle.com slash join Blue Lion NBA most valuable player Giannis Antetokounmpo Giannis trailing the line Hey there, welcome to the Eurostep, a Milwaukee Bucks podcast, proudly a part of the Blue Wire Podcast Network. I am Ty Windish, and I was joined as always by my spontaneous co-host Rohan Kadi live on Locker Room this week. For our Bucks investing session on the Bucks stock market, we are going to be doing these live every week on Sunday, usually Sunday mornings. But since the Bucks played the Clippers, we first talked about the Clippers game and included that analysis into the investment session in the early evening, late afternoon in the GOAT time zone, Central Standard Time. So make sure to follow Rohan and myself. At Arcade Jr. at Ty Windish on Locker Room app on the App Store. Uh, download the app, get on there, follow us, be ready next Sunday, but you will always find the Eurostep on this here feed. So without further ado, let's get to this live investment session of the Bucks Dock Room on Locker Room. We have a whole lot to talk about. It is going to be very fun. Um, clearly, the Bucks with an exciting. Thrilling victory against the Los Angeles Clippers, a team that Milwaukee has just done well against in recent years. The Bucks have, I feel like, I don't want to say handled business, but I do think, I, I mean, handled business may be accurate. I feel like the Bucks are good against this team. Rohan, how's it going?
1: I'm doing well. How are you doing?
0: <laughs> I'm good. I'm good. I'm better than I thought I was going to be at certain points during this game. But I'm glad the Bucks got out of it with a W, and I'm glad we are here to talk about these stocks. I know folks are wanting to come up and chat. You know what? Let's should we talk about the game a little bit first, and then get into the market?
1: I think that would be a great idea because this game is just—it's so fresh and yeah. My goodness, was that a game?
0: <laughs> yeah, it, it's too fun not to talk about. So let's see. I know Jake first. Let's see what Jake had to say. We'll share some thoughts throughout, but. What is up, Jake? How's it going? <laughs> good, good, man. What are your What are your immediate thoughts? Here? Yeah. Post game, Bucks Clippers close Bucks win. What did you see?
1: Um, it, it, I thought it was nuts that the Clippers took out a rim protector toward the end of the game, like yeah. the last four or five minutes. That to me was like shocking, just because like they once that happened, like Giannis had, got whatever he wanted, and like you know he was getting fouled and he was hitting the free throws. Um. But really, what I saw was the the Clippers' offense just completely stalled, like down the stretch. And I, it looked like the Bucks the Bucks' defense looked like a lot like like they locked in a little bit. Um, but the Clippers' offense was my takeaway. Like they real they could not do anything down the last three four minutes. I mean, you know, their defense was pretty good down the stretch. Besides, you know, a couple couple Giannis, you know, uncontested dunks and stuff. But offensively, man, they they struggle down the stretch.
0: Yeah, you really yeah, notice they don't were. get to the rim. They just don't get to the rim. I feel yep. like it's such an issue for them. They just don't do it. And, like, you're not going to hit enough jumpers to overcome that, I think, if the other team gets to the rim and you don't get to the rim. It, it was interesting they took out Zubats. Um, thanks for, for hopping on, Jake. I want to get through people fast here. But I, I don't know. I kind of see it why they took out Zubats. He, he's not going to really survive on the perimeter. And the Bucks were making some shots. But I certainly I do think Clippers not getting to the rim played a huge role in their offense. Really, the Bucks stalling them out
1: late in this game. Yeah, I think it was more uh, a problem with the Bucs' defense defense. Uh- not a problem like they were causing problems for the clippers offense because they were just they were going to switch everything scheme they were trying to attack dante a bit late i know Nikai Stunkard was trying to try to point this out a bit on twitter he was just talking about how they were going after dante on switches and it wasn't really working out for them paul george missed a layup late and then dante drew he he got a foul called on him but it was still they couldn't do anything on, like, a Paul George, Kawhi pick-and-roll because you're creating no advantage for yourself there. If the Bucks are switching, if they're switching Middleton and Dante, you're not getting a, a mismatch there.
0: Yeah, and I think it really, I know, I forget who, I'm sorry, somebody tweeted this at me right as we were about to hop on here, but, like, the Bucks' defensive lockdown kind of starts right as Brook Lopez exits the game. I, I don't think that was coincidental, um, I think. This was, again, I think Brook had some nice moments in the Pelicans game because his matchup was Zion, and Zion is, like, the disparity between what he does around the rim and what he can do farther from it is, like, Giannis level. So, like, you can actually drop away from him and just, like, you're so much better off with him shooting a jumper than you are him getting anywhere close to the rim that it works out. Um, And in this game, that was not the case, clearly, it was. Paul George and Kawhi Leonard and all these other dangerous Clippers. But I do feel like this Clippers team just – something they just get tight. I I don't know if any team gets as tight as as the Los Angeles Clippers does. I think it's because they don't get to the rim. They settle for jumpers consistently. And, yeah, a little interesting that that Zubac and even Serge Ibaka don't play more down the stretch. But I don't know if anybody was stopping Giannis. This was a man on a mission today.
1: Yeah, a completely man on a mission here. It felt like sort of a breakout game, not because he was sort of like struggling earlier. He's been putting up monster numbers for the last couple of games, but it sort of felt like he was unlocking more of himself than he has before. He felt like he didn't have to work as hard to get uh, to his spots. Am I wrong in saying that? I think there was a stretch where he was
0: he was pressing a bit, uh, really against Zubats when Zubats was in there. He missed some. You don't want to say bunnies. They were hard shots. But he, he, was just, he put his head down. He just kept going straight to the rim over and over and over. Um, and he wasn't getting results for a little while. And he actually got pulled out, I think it was in the third quarter, the stretch I'm talking about. And when he came back in, he seemed like re-locked in again and, and kind of had the vision back. Early in this game, he was diming. I think four of his five assists took place in the first half. Um, but he, he didn't get away from that. I think he was a little tunnel vision-y in the third quarter. It was great to see him, though, to what your, your point. He came out in that fourth quarter and really looked like he was in control. And I know people in the chat are saying, I I do not disagree, looking like an MVP candidate in not just in the fringes, looking like a legit top three MVP candidate in this game.
1: For sure, for sure. I've been beating this drug for a little bit now ever since he's gone on the streak. But it's just... He, he needs to be in that conversation. He really does. Like, I hate being the person that's like, oh, he needs to be in consideration, right? Like, what does that mean? If you're not going to, like, that's have my a thing. chance to win, it's <laughs> Matthews Memorial spot. Yeah, it's, it's, uh, <laughs> consider him at least. <laughs> yeah, you got to consider him. But I think he does have a legitimate case to be uh, an MVP this season. I don't think that's absurd. I doubt he's going to win it because no. I think only yeah. Larry Bird and, like, Bill Russell. Have won it three times in a row. Yeah,
0: but, I think there's, there's a level of fatigue, and I think if you're not winning rings in between them, I mean, it's really hard just to sustain. Yeah, in.
1: especially because most most people, I will say, do not realize what Milwaukee is doing differently this year compared to last yeah. season, and yeah. that just goes to NBA discourse as a whole. But yeah, Eric Peterson says voter right, voter voter fatigue.
0: Voter,
1: yeah, hundred
0: percent. Yeah, I'm trying to figure out how to jam. I feel like. I know you can give people gems. I want to gem this, but I can't figure it out right now. That's double tap? No, I don't know. We'll figure out the gems as we go. We'll fi- we we'll figure out everything as we go. That's kind of the theme of this podcast. But I don't know. Other things from this game. I mean, we can almost get right into this, stocks. Since MVP case, the last four bucks games. Or no, the last yeah, or the last three bucks games. He's gotten plus two on his stock price from 17 to 19 to 21 to 23. So uh, rapidly rising. It's hard to get double stocks when you're already that good, but Giannis is just such a uh, such a dominant force lately, and he's been really taking over games late. I swear I did update, Eric, but I appreciate you helping out. I think I am updated. I'm not sure why my gems aren't working. Maybe I'm, I'm just so committed to stocks that my gems aren't working. But let's talk stocks, and I think we're going to weave Clipper game stuff in here because obviously... Some of the movement is going to be, obviously, it's tied to that Clippers game, so it's hard to do the stocks without talking about the game. But, Rohan, your portfolio, I did the math quickly here, very quickly. So if I'm wrong, feel free to call me on this. I have it as a value of 77 units right now, a lot of big positives. The one share of Giannis is now up to 23, which is a new record on the Buck stock market. That is buoying you a lot. Three shares of Pat C, one share of Chris Middleton, but uh, three three shares of Tenostis is worth fifteen now, so that's really helping. Two shares of Craig is good, but the four shares of Bud and six shares of Brook Lopez bringing that price down. Does that does my count seem accurate to you?
1: I think it is. I, I I'm decent mathematician, I will say. Yeah. But yeah. It's it's that's a lot of numbers right there. I'm gonna continue so numbers.
0: It's so many numbers. It's way too many numbers. So I'm I'm coming in at ninety seven according to my math. Literally, like my whole portfolio, the two shares of Giannis, which are worth a combined forty six on the market. Also got one Bobby Portis at 17, five Pat C. people keep saying you're the Pat C investor. I have five shares of Pat Condident. I am the Pat C investor. I am sitting pretty at a total value of fifteen. One Chris, we both have two Sam Merrill's, I just have the one bud, and I have four DJA coins that are worth a grand total of zero. So, uh, investments last week, I think both of us did pretty well. You, you doubling down on Tenasis was brilliant. That that really paid off. Hey, that was I'm a good telling
1: buy. you, he is good. He is legitimately good. I'm, I'm sure that we're going to get into right. more of it now uh, in a little bit here, but man, he's actually he's actually good.
0: I'd like your tweet about him, him pre-switching kind of the, the – like getting to the shooters earlier than most of the rest of the butts, because you're right. And I do feel like the most common Tanassas knock – Tanassas? Apparently it's There's a controversy
1: a controversy. I've been saying Thanasis and you've been saying Thanasis and that I we've just sort was, of accepted uh, that we both say it differently. I haven't brought it up or anything. I'm, I'm going to try to
0: switch to yeah. I think it's Thanasis. Someone shared a video from when he was with the Knicks and they asked him and he said Thanasis. So I don't know if that was him just being polite and going with an Americanized version, but I'm going to assume I was wrong. I'm just going to go with Thanasis. until so, I'm not going to switch now. Jim, Marcus are different too. Would, another Another way Rohan and I are just like Jim Paschke and Marcus Johnson. I'll let the listeners figure out who is who. Um, Rohan's Marcus. Rohan's Marcus.
1: Um, Why is that, Ty?
0: I feel like you have a better chance of dunking than me. <laughs> so that that's it right there. I definitely sure. cannot dunk.
1: I mean, neither can I. But, well, okay.
0: You, you should have kept some mystery. I think people might have bought that you could dunk. I don't, I don't, think, I don't think people were thinking I was dunking. Regardless, where was I with this?
1: Fanatics. Oh, so you were talking Finastic. about his three yeah. rotations on defense. And I just yeah. I want to talk about that first. Thing. Yeah, yeah. So it's weird to see a Milwaukee Buck sort of being that insanely in tune on defense, because in the Milwaukee Bucks uh, era under Mike Budenholzer, you have not seen a player sort of fly across the court in terms of recovery before passes happen. Am I wrong in saying that?
0: Uh, I think the see flashes. Dante? Dante will do it sometime?
1: Dante will go and get into passing lanes. He will not go and cover oh, shooters that are not okay. open. Yeah, that's fair. So... What he does is he recognizes where uh, players are supposed to be, you know, going when they're on the offensive end in terms of, like, when, let's say, for example, in this game, when Kawhi drives and he sort of, like, kicks it out to, like, Terrence Mann on the perimeter. Banassas recognizes that Kawhi Leonard has an outlet to Terrence Mann. And he doesn't want to allow an open shooter. So before he even passes, as Kawhi is driving, he closes that lane before it even opens. I've just, I've never seen a Milwaukee Buck do that in the last three years. And it's just amazing to see because he's actually, he's a high IQ defender. And he might be the
0: highest IQ defender on the team. I think, ah, now see, you're getting in this church territory. You had me, you had me, you had me. I'm going to go. Who, who else? Who else reads? Okay. Drew oh, Holiday yep, without yep, thinking right. about it. Yeah. Um, okay. Second. Post, get second most. I'll, I'll, I'll put you in. He's in the combo for second most. How about that?
1: Okay. I'll take.
0: He's me. in the combo, uh, which
1: that's is better like, than I expected him to be on the team. Agree. And
0: and to Eric's point, who just chimed in again. Love. love i the. We gotta get Eric up here eventually. But uh, he is fast AF too, and that helps. Like that's just that's the Brooke Lopez thing to me. Like I don't think. Bobby Portis is a smarter defender than Brooke Lopez, but he's faster. And, like, it makes a huge difference because Bobby Portis, I see multiple times a game, like, similar starting positions for those two uh, in the paint, closing out to a shooter. And every single time, Brook's guy gets the shot off. And, like, half the time or more, Portis gets out there fast enough to not let the shot get off. And it's, like, such a huge difference in, in covering shooters. But we were talking Phanasis. That was my short last week. That clearly didn't work. The the opposite of work. Started the week worth three, now it's worth five, so I'm not even close. You five you came close this time on Bryn Forbes. You I were, did. close. <laughs> it's ended up being even close only constant Horseshoes, unfortunately for you, but you shorted him at eleven. He's still at eleven. He rose to twelve and then dropped one uh, in game thirty three, which was Friday night's game, I believe. Or Thursday. Yes. Thursday. I think it was Thursday. It was Thursday. Yeah, they actually had two days off. It felt crazy to me. Um this, this wild season. But neither of our shorts pay off, so we both have twenty to invest. We've invested sixty so far, I think. Uh or at least we've started with sixty. So you're plus seventeen, I'm plus nine I'm plus whatever. It's a good good time to be on the Bucks stock market. Or we've we've invested sixty five, excuse me. Um it's better now, than it
1: was that last week.
0: <laughs> it certainly is better. That's what happens when you win five straight games. Um which the Bucks have now is it five or four, excuse me. I think it's five. Four. Is it oh is it four?
1: I think it's four. I could be wrong.
0: They're on a winning streak, folks. And that's what matters. A lot of up stocks, some down stocks, but a lot of up stocks on this winning streak. Um, and it's now time for us to invest in the market. We both have 20. Neither of our shorts paid off. If we had shorted the stock and it dropped, we would have 25 to invest, but that did not work out. We have 20 each, which means officially now you cannot buy Giannis unless you sell a position. And positives. His price is too expensive. It's like freaking Tesla out here. you got to buy fractional. We're not doing that. It should be a nightmare for me. So, Rohan, you're going to have to start off here. Who are you investing in, my friend?
1: Okay. First, I will say you were right. The Bucks are on a five-game winning streak.
0: Yes. Ty gets the number
1: right. Let's go. <laughs>
0: Momentous hey, it's good. I'm happy
1: to be wrong there. Yeah. Okay. So, I have $20 to invest. First thing I want to do here, realistically, I should probably sell a bit of stock here. Okay. And the first stock I want to sell, I want to sell one share of Tory Craig.
0: Oh, divesting. So you had two, selling one Craig for six.
1: Yeah. He is just in jail right now. He's banished. Yeah. I don't know what happened there. Maybe it's just that Astis is playing too well. To sort of you know open so up the spot. So but. that's
0: the thing. I, I keep seeing this Tory Craig fatigue and, and the problem with hating the tenas, the the Thanassus minutes is that he's, he's he's just playing well folks. He's doing good things.
1: Yeah he really is. You can't even knock the, the minutes. You really can't. There's no real downside to him playing these sort of minutes. And what did he play uh, in this game? Five minutes? It wasn't that even big of a stretch. He took one shot, which is just an absolute heat check of a three.
0: It was uh, a good shot, but because it was him taking it, it was a heat check. I thought the no, it was the same way. Yeah, was it was like, a no heat way. Check
1: because he's been playing well recently. <laughs> like, like it's big. one shot heat check for like one <laughs> week worth of good play.
0: <laughs> but the funny thing is, like, if Pat Codden had taken the shot, it would not have stood out to me at all. I would have said, like, oh, good good shot, Pat. But because it was Thanosist, I was like, Bro, are you serious? Like, There's like 12 on the shot clock, and you take a wide open catch and shoot three? That is bold, my friend.
1: Yes. Yeah. Just a heat check shot for them. But even that, it's fine. In in reality, like in the grand scheme of things, it's a good shot, right? It's fine. Who cares? Yeah. So you can't really be mad at this minute. So that's why I'm really realistically selling one share of Tory Craig here. I'm going to keep one just in case, just yeah, yeah. in case. But I just, I need to sell one. You got
0: it. You got it. You can't keep all of them. No. Um, ha- hey, Bucks Breakdown. Hey, Drake, how's it going? Um, DJ Augustine, plus 17. George, correctly identifying single game, plus minus, is useless. That is a correct take, my friend. Uh, it's fun to look at sometimes, though. Got to to keep up with the chat during the stock market. We love, of course, <laughs> to see the reactions. Are you selling any other stocks? you Are selling one, Craig? You got a lot of value, some negative value but you're up to 26 now to spend with that sale.
1: So, uh, I might have to – I think I'm going to sell one share of Sam Merrill as well. I think oh we, got my. A, we got a little over those so of thinking he's going to play a bit because he was active, and he did play for a few minutes in the last couple games, but when it comes down to it, he's not going to be playing actual minutes. So, it I'm going to sell one share of Sam and,
0: Merrill. And his minutes weren't terrific, and I think – I don't want to say it's completely foot to bed. I know there are Sam Merrill believers out there. I don't think he's going to be a rotation player this season. I think he's like, a, you know, a couple guards are out and the Bucks don't really care about this game, which we have not had any games like that this year, which is kind of weird, kind of refreshing. But I still – we're going to get there eventually, I do think that, but it does feel like – they're taking the regular season serious in a different way. Like, you can just look at Chris's Nianas minutes to confirm this. Like, they play a lot, even in games that are pretty much decided. But I don't think we're ever going to see a ton of Sam Merrill. I don't think we should necessarily see a ton of Sam Merrill. Um, but there's, there's a long way to go with determining I mean, some of the guard rotation. There's already a DJ Augustine debate happening in the chat right now, which is fair. I think DJ Augustine has somehow become polarizing, which is kind of hilarious. But yeah, I, I think selling. I, think it's, gear is good. No, I think it's valid. The polarization is valid. he I has his
1: good. Yeah. He has his good flashes. But I still think he has a sort of a negative, value, which is why he's what zero right now. Uh, yeah,
0: he is in zero value for DJ Augustine. Which stock.
1: is the ultimate just polarization right there. The stock market reflects it, people. Yeah,
0: the market. The market knows. The market knows more than people do.
1: Yeah. So are you gonna sell? I'm. Good, I'm gonna be done selling here. I sold one to Craig, one Sandbar. You know, are, are you making any sales here, Ty?
0: I think I am. I think I want to get more, a little more active in the market here um, than I would. I'm going to have the same amount as you, but I'm going to sell both of my shares of Sam Merrill for eight. It's just like more so than me thinking it's going to drop, I really just don't see a lot of movement coming here because we just talked about this. So, like, why hold on to this? Sam Merrill, or for four, excuse me. I only have four. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, I have four, not eight. Um, But why hold on to this Sam Merrill that I don't expect to perform very well, if at all, when I could put that somewhere else, including now I'd have enough to get a Giannis if if I chose to. So, yeah, I'm going to move on from my Sam Merrill stock. But I think, oh, it's tempting to move on from Pat here because I do think it's just a volatile stock, right? Anything can happen with that kind of stock. I will be? say,
1: very what, what did he shoot today? Let me pull let me this up really quick. Day. Two Wasn't of a great five from day. the field, one of three from three. Still and made still a big impact. Yeah. Still had a good impact. So I think we might be turning the corner here with that, where even though he's struggling with the shot, he can still be a positive player.
0: I agree. I'm going to mm, – it's feeling – holding five is tough. I'm going to hold them. I'm, I'm going to hold – I'm gonna oh, take I forget you five. Yeah, I'm taking Pat C coin to the moon. I'm gonna hold because if we get if he has another couple of good games this week, I could cash out of Pat doing very well. This is this is fool's gold probably, but I'm gonna let it ride. Um so I think it's buying time here on the Bucks stock market. You have twenty-eight what are we Bucks coin? I thought we 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 have currency in our merch store that reflects what we actually spend. A literal bucks box? Coin. I don't know. Bucks coin. I have twenty-four of currency, whatever the currency is, um, who who are you investing in? You can afford at least one of anyone.
1: I'm going to pick me up a Drew Holiday
0: here. Oh, I love that purchase. And I, I love that you did that for the podcast, too, because now we can segue perfectly into talking about Drew.
1: Yes, yeah, that was the plan. So there we go. I'm going to pick one of Drew Holiday, and that is because he returned tonight. He back. did his first game back after 10 games. He did not start. He was on a minutes restriction, only ended up playing 18 minutes in this game. He did struggle. He looked like he had missed a bunch of time and actually dealt with the virus, which he yep. didn't. Yep. <laughs> so it's fair to say that he did not look like the normal Drew Holiday that we had been seeing. He seemed like he was trying to force some stuff. His passes were a little errant didn't shoot well like I said, one of five from the field, 0 of five from three. He had a quick trigger on some threes. I feel like he wanted he wanted to get uh, rolling early, get hot early, and it just did not go his way uh in his first game back here against the Clippers. However, you want to know when he was out there, Ty.
0: When was he out there?
1: He was out there at crutch time.
0: Yes, he was. And
1: that's what matters. It's so spending. even though he yes, even though he did not start, even though he's not great on offense here. He was still playing his Drew Holiday defense late in the game against uh a Clippers team that is capable of being very potent, as we were talking about up top. He was just he's so good. I miss Drew so much. I missed him so much. I'm sure all of you missed him too, but just he, he brings such a different perspective in terms of basketball style to this team that is very much needed. And you could tell was very much lacking from this team. And yeah. he's back. He's back, baby.
0: It was tremendous to see him back. We need to talk about the most exciting play from this game on all fronts. A new sideline out of bounce play, Rohan. Yes. Where basically it's, uh, and they, I, I think I, I might get some of the early part of this wrong, so please feel free to assist me here, but basically kind of a tricky high-low action. I, I don't know if I want to call it a pick-and-roll per se, but there's an action with Chris and Giannis and the Clippers predict, or with Drew and Giannis, excuse me, the Clippers predictably panic and both go with Giannis, and Giannis immediately feeds underneath to Drew who cuts to the basket. Drew finds did so he find Chris or Pat? And then and I know the ball gets to Pat. There might be someone in between who first got it from Drew and then it getting a Pat. But then Pat gets it to Giannis in motion for just an incredible slam dunk. I was too overcome by emotion, I think, to accurately remember. So, please, help me out. What did I get wrong about this play? You know the play I'm talking about.
1: Yeah. Are we – see, I think I think you were right here in terms of your uh, description of the play. but. Yeah. Again, like I don't, I don't remember the exact details. I wish I had it in front of me right it, now.
0: It, like, I feel like I blacked out when I saw it go down because you just, like, like it's the, we've been screaming for more ball and player movement to spring Giannis in late games for so long, and that's exactly what this was, and the ball movement was great, and the Clippers all get pulled away to these shooters, and suddenly it's like when a running back catches a screen pass and there's just daylight and blockers around him. That's I, Giannis almost looked surprised when he first got the ball. He was like, oh my, it, it's, I, I get the ball in a crimson situation and I can just go dunk it it's rules. And he throws down one of just the most ferocious dunks I've seen from Giannis. And that is saying something. I didn't want to call it the dagger, even though I did think it was the dagger at the time. It ended up being the dagger.
1: What a play. Yeah, okay. I do have it pulled up now. So it it starts out with... Uh like you were saying, Drew gets it down low. He does kick it out to Pat in the corner, who gets it to Chris, who gets it to Giannis, Oh, Tri-
0: okay. It was Pat downhill. That's the
1: part I had messed up. Okay, but beautiful. it's just, it's just absolutely beautiful. They're using, they've, they're using what I had been clamoring for this entire offseason, which is getting Giannis in, in, in motion downhill as yeah. sort of a secondary creator, because he has the opportunity there to play make on his own, but he doesn't need to because he has a wide open lane to go dunk the ball. <laughs> in that situation and he just he just he looks so happy man that oh. was wild. that was that was an insane amount of emotion that you don't really see from Giannis
0: that was maybe the highest moment of the season so far I would say so I think it I felt it felt to me in the moment like probably the most unbridled joy I felt this year watching the Bucks, and you could see it on Giannis's face that he felt the same way but it was just like the brightest spot possible in what's been a very up and down season lately. More ups, getting Drew back a huge up. Uh, the Bucks' optimism, me, is back alive, baby. So I love the Drew Holiday purchase. I think it's a great call, even if there is a little bit of rust. I think we all know how great he is. How hey, this might he be is. the rust
1: game. This might have been the rust game.
0: That might be it. That might be it. And even if he's not knocking down shots right away, you see his impact even when he isn't. I, we, have, we already covered up plus minus is so noisy. I do think it's interesting that he's a plus 10 despite being 1 for 5 from the field. I think 0 for 3 from deep. Drew Holiday, hell of a ball player. So happy to have him back. I yes, sir. I, I would have done with you on Drew, but I want to spice things up on the market a little bit. Oh, I feel like okay. we just keep making the same investments, or at least very similar investments. So let's get a little crazy. I'm going to go in. And this is – I feel like this is a next-level buy for me. Two – two – We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash bluewire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Cheers of Dante DiVincenzo oh. for a total of 22. Two white Dante. Here's the thing, and obviously, you know, I have a checkered past of beef with Dante DiVincenzo, <laughs> my mortal enemy. Just kidding. Um, but you
1: may be your, you may be his mortal enemy. Pardon me.
0: You're, right, right, right. It's, it's a one way street. It's a one way street with with me and Dante. Uh, I think, <laughs> oh, only Giannis' stock has risen more in the last few days than Dante, who went from five as of game thirty now to eleven, including one plus three for literally closing out the Pelicans game with a charge and a ton of clutch shots, some terrific ball handling. He brought back more of the same in this game, and I made my Carson Wentz comparison. I stand by it. I'm still ready to get hurt again. He doesn't shoot particularly well in this game, but I still thought it was a strong overall game for Dante DiVincenzo, who contributes a steal, a clutch steal, seven rebounds, some big rebounds. Again, he doesn't hit any of his three. He hits one of them, but he feels like he hits none of them. He misses both of his three free throws, but I still just feel like Dante has looked like a different player these past few games I'm a little hesitant to do this, but the way that he's been playing lately feels like maybe he's going to prove us wrong about this point guard thing.
1: Yeah, even. Am,
0: am I going too far? Where, where are you at on Dante?
1: So I think the thing with Dante is that he's just—I don't—I don't know. It just—it seems like he can be a little over aggressive sometimes. Oh, definitely. maybe a little. Definitely a little over aggressive. Uh, it's just. I don't know I, I want to see it consistently. I really do because we see these stretches now and then like we see down stretches we're seeing an up stretch right now. If he keeps this going maybe I'll start to believe. It. I just I can't I can't literally invest in it yet.
0: Yeah. Um we need to, he needs to consistently continue to make shots but it's there's a very interesting push and pull that goes on with his role and uh, it's going to be fascinating to see how that particular situation develops as Drew gets back to playing full starter minutes again. You know, we're seeing Chris Middleton play more aggressively than we have. Some beautiful shot-making in this game, although he does finish with just 19 points on 6-for-14 shooting. Still a good overall game from Chris. Eight assists, so he, he he took some of that playmaking role back. I don't know. Dante just looks different out there. I feel like... Yeah. I feel like I get push and pull every single game with Dante. I come away feeling strongly a different way. I mean, we call DJA polarizing, and I love that during these breakdowns of all these different players, there's just a DJA argument happening in the chat right now. Hey, but yeah, yeah Eric's not been, wrong.
1: Yeah, layup maker Dante is the best Dante. I will agree with that. Uh, yeah, and he's
0: been, he's he's been making them lately. It's when Pat C missed the dunker spot layup, and that's what Dante – that's probably what got Dante the upstock today, like, he feasts in that dunker zone, man. Like honest knows where to find him, and he's finally finishing stuff from there. But after, I think it was in the Euro Group Discord. If you want, folks listening, want to get in there, just tweet Rohan and I a screenshot of you subscribed, rating and reviewing five stars, or just listening to the Euro Step. If you don't use Apple Pods, but we do love the Apple Pods, love. But I said in the Discord, Dante wouldn't have missed that. He would have done like a 360 out of bounds flip turn layup over his foot that goes in. He makes some ridiculous layups. I don't know why they're so hard. It doesn't look like they need to be that hard. Now I sound like Doris Burke talking about hardness, oh, but no. <laughs> um, but he's making them, and that's what matters.
1: <laughs> yeah. uh, okay, I was not expecting that one. Uh, yeah, there was the the first uh, points for Dante where he uh, cut back. Dorianis found him. He just had a double clutch layup for no reason, even though he was wide open. <laughs> like, they just lay it up. <laughs> There's no need to make it this difficult. There's no defender anywhere close to you.
0: Dante reminds me, I played a lot of football in middle school just with my buddies, and we had this one friend, Rob, and he jumped every time you threw him the football, even if it's, like, to his tummy. He would just jump for no reason. And we used to make – we so we started making fun of him. So like, why are you jumping every single time? Like, the ball is at your shoelaces. You're, like, diving forward to catch it. That's Dante in the layups. Like, every single time <laughs> – He's going to like he's gonna exaggerate the hell out of it. But I will say, this is my thing with shooters now, too, because I used to, you know, try oh He's got this weird hitch, and his elbow is in the wrong place. If he can make the shot doing that, he can make the shot doing that. Like, I'm not going to question it anymore. That's where I'm at with Dante and his weirdly hard layoffs.
1: Oh, no. Can I can I say something really quickly? So the Bucks yeah. just tweeted. Uh, oh, well, this is actually after the game ended. They tweeted uh, – you know, the highlights and stats from the game, like 105, yeah. 100. And they, the caption was Milwaukee our way. Milwaukee. Like, oh, that's pretty good. No, like the Clippers, they, they do L.A. our way. They have oh. billboards and stuff like that to differentiate themselves from the Oh, so oh, some players. shots. So that's just – yeah, okay. that's just beautiful.
0: I, I, I like the shots. I like the shots. Uh, Justin in the chat saying, Pat asking for the follow was pretty funny. An all-time terrible ask for a foul. It was hilarious. He immediately holds up and just starts, like, banging on his his uh, elbow. Or not his elbow. What What's that area between the wrist and the forearm? Forearm. Forearm. <laughs> forearm. Medical student tie checking in. Um, Not really. Clearly. Um, but he's just, like, slapping his forearm like it's freaking dame time o'clock or something. It's this ni- nice try, Pat. Nice try. Going for the superstar call. It didn't work out. I don't think anyone was surprised he didn't get the call after.
1: The forearm slap. <laughs> yeah, it's just, he'll have his, his moments every now and then, <laughs> and that was one of them. So, you, man. I can't believe I'm holding on to five <laughs> I know, that's wild. wild.
0: That is what wild. A-
1: yeah, coming into the season, we didn't think Patsy was maybe going to be on the team before he signed the extension. And now you've invested five, five years of Patsy. What a wild ride this season has been so far, and we're just it's halfway imagine,
0: done. Imagine going back to like day hour one of free agency when we were all panicking because nothing was happening, and saying, "Just so you know." Pat and Thanasis are like major role players on this team, and and you'd have to explain what the Buck stock market is too. But and they're two of the highest rated players on the Buck stock market right now. I think, uh, I think
1: I would have thrown up. I would have lost my marbles.
0: Oh, Pat's not that high actually. Thanasis is too higher than Pat. Pat's only three right now, but but still, but yeah. still,
1: he's he's a he's a valuable contributor to this team. Indeed, yeah. However much it pains me to say that, <laughs> yeah. So. So you've made an investment here. You've bought one share of Dante? Two
0: shares. Two shares of Dante, pardon me? Two shares of White Dante. Yeah, I'm down to two. I'm running out of funds here.
1: Okay. So I have – how much do I have left here?
0: I think 14. 14. Yeah, you have a good a good deal to go.
1: <sighs> this is tough. This is really tough here. I wish I had a little bit more to buy Chris Middleton stock, but that's a – That's a hard investment, right there. What? ah, I'm not really sure what to do here. You tell me about it.
0: I only have two options. I wish I could buy Diaquite, man. (laughs) He's still he's still killing it in the G League. Diaquite is IPO. He's gonna come into the stock market like ten thousand. We're not even gonna be able to afford Diaquite where his stock is at right now.
1: No, not a chance. Uh, So I've got fourteen left to play with here. I think. I might have to do what I don't want to do here, and that is buy one share of Bryn Forbes.
0: Oh, he, went, he goes from shorting to investing. I love it. Bryn won Rohan over, folks. Put that on the record, wherever the record
1: is. No, he really did. Like, I've been trying to short him for three straight weeks now, and it has not paid off, so might as well invest. You and I told I told you last week, if the short did not pay off, I was not going to short him again. So yep. if I can't do that, I might as well buy.
0: You did You did indeed say that. I, I will I will confirm that you said that. I, I like to buy. I mean, I, I think everyone knows how I feel about Bryn. Um, I just think he's really good. I think he's better on defense than people expect and the shot make. He didn't get one block today, but that I think that comes with the territory when, like, Whenever he does those, like, five, I don't know how it's how to travel, the, like, 15-step curl around top of the arc threes, you know he's shooting from, like, the second he makes contact with the screen and is going around the screen. Like, it doesn't matter what the hell is going on in the game on planet Earth. Like, if he saw a meteor crashing through the arena ceiling as he catches the ball, it wouldn't matter. That ball is going toward the rim. At least he's, he's going to try to get the shot up at least. I, I just, I'm a big Brent Spores guy. Is what I'm trying to say.
1: I, <laughs> you, you have won me over. Brent has won me over. I'm actually investing in him now. He's, he's really comfortable in his role now. He really is, and especially with Drew back now, he's not going to be asked to do too much on the floor out there. He's going to get even more open looks now, probably. So, I don't know. I might be. Who knows? Like after I buy him now, he might and uh, just fall off a cliff. In terms of his value, which would be the most <laughs> me thing to happen ever, but hey, I gotta I gotta make some risky risky moves here, and Bryn Forbes is gonna be my investment.
0: Listen, the buck stock market is no place for the faint of heart. No it place, really is not. No, no stock market. The faint of heart. Is there for That's the true. Place. We are not so, financial advisors. They no, we don't are not. Investments. They'll only make buck stock market investments because of our advice, which is not real money. Are you ready for a wild, changing-the-game investment here with my last $2?
1: I'm trying to think about what you could do here. That's a wild, game-changing investment for $2? Selling my Brook Lopez share.
0: Ooh, wait, what? Oh! it, It cost me $2 to get off of this, and it's actually worth it for me. So I'm going to go back, and, and instead, of make, instead of my only options to actually buy, because the rules are, if anyone's unaware, and if you're unaware of the buck stock market, check mine or Rohan's Twitter. We're always tweeting about it. We basically rate the bucks every single game, and the GameStop stuff, actually we did this first, but the GameStop stuff made it more fun, um, but we actually keep track of performance and it literally invest in buck stock. It's super fun. If you're listening to this, you probably figured it out already, but if you hadn't, here you go. Um, but we're not allowed to buy if someone is negative value. So, like, I can't, you know, buy 20 shares of Mike Budenholzer and profit $20 immediately because that doesn't make any sense. So, literally, I could have bought two John Horst or one Sam Merrill, and that's all I could have done with my $2. I just sold Sam Merrill, and I'm not interested in the John Horst thing. We're going to have to wrap this with Drew Holiday Extension yes, conversation. We, we do have a question about that yeah, on the chat. Yep. And it's a good question to ask. But so I have two bucks. Can't buy anything I want to buy right now. Uh, let me let me take this Brooke Lopez off my books. I, I'm not using the $2 for anything better. I'm not feeling optimistic. I see that price get back up to the positives. And if he's traded or anything else happens to uh, Brooke Lopez and he's off the roster, you immediately have to cash out. I don't want to get caught holding the bag here, man. I am out on Brolo.
1: I wish I could do that. I'm just too far. I'm you're t- too deep. I'm way in too, too deep. deep. <laughs> I'm in way too deep here. <laughs> I have six shares of Brooke Lopez.
0: You have six uh, shares and four shares of Bud, which is like it's like tanking. Like you're tanking to not again, we talked about you're you're Bezosing. You're not gonna let the tax man is gonna take it easy on you for those negative assets.
1: Yeah. Real <laughs> I'm out here taking my value. Um, meanwhile I'm holding on to uh Drew Holiday on so stock out here uh the It's just—I—I I wish I could do what you're doing here. Um, I'm out. I'm out. Was just a just a, an absolute negative in this game. Uh, it's
0: oh man. if he's not making the threes, I'm telling you, or it's not a very specific team that he can drop against. He's just not offering anything at that point.
1: Yeah, he's really not. It's it's. It's kind of sad. I say this all the time because his value just keeps on dropping. (laughs) But it's just sad. Uh, Somehow I'm doing better than I was last week, though, when he was at negative three. Yeah,
0: it was a a positive week for Brook Lopez, and he's still at negative two.
1: Yeah, but realistically what I'm trying to say here is I'm jealous. Uh, you just having one, and now you have zero. Uh, I,
0: I, so. just, I, just, I do feel bad for Brook. I mean, he's catching so much heat. I think more and more people are coming around. And I think it took me the longest, right? Or one of the. I mean, there's still some people holding out hope. I think I was one of the, the later people to convert. We had the whole reading materials running gag of the Brooke's is crew. I wanted to believe he was a 16 game player. It's just, man, he's just not getting anything done lately. Just, again, he makes some threes sometimes. It's great. Some of his offensive decision-making is really, really rough. But I do feel bad. I mean, I think, you know, he's obviously had great years with the Bucks, hugely important player. I just, I'm not, I'm not seeing it with him anymore.
1: Yeah, I couldn't have said it any better. So I have $3 left here. And I think this is going to transition us well into what we want to talk about next. Can you guess okay. what I'm going to do here?
0: Oh, man. You're putting three more in the horse, aren't you? Yes, I am. Oh, man. This is a good time to talk about the extension because you are betting your portfolio on it.
1: Yeah. I mean, I now have five shares of John Horse stock, which is currently valued at one currency value. So So... It's not super risky. Not super risky. It could tank. Yes. Because... We have passed the deadline, or the the date, I should say, for when Drew Holiday is eligible to sign an extension with the Milwaukee Bucks here. So, like I just said, that date has come, and there's no extension yet. What does that mean, Ty?
0: Well, it's not great, but it's not terrible. Um, I want to say so he was eligible all along for a two year 54 million dollar extension that is obviously not a great deal for Drew and this is coming. this info is coming from Jordan Tresky's piece at behind the Buck pass. By the way, um, and he's actually quoting Yossi Goslin from HoofT. So we're, we're aggregating aggregators. You love to see it. Um, but on February 26, two days ago, Drew became eligible for four years 134.9 million dollars which is a lot of dough. Um, I, think, I, I think we're definitely not far from – we're not in this far enough to get nervous. I, I think – I mean, he just got back healthy. I'm sure he's been pretty preoccupied with trying to make his return to the floor. And I think that's obviously, you know, his, his priority. I, I don't think he's been worried about the extension. I still think it will get signed. I wish it was done right away. I, same thing with Giannis. I think that's important to remember. Giannis didn't get done right away, and it ended up meaning absolutely nothing. Um, we'll see. Maybe it's, maybe it's not going to be a full max. Who knows what the actual agreement is going to be. But I, I do think it's going to get done. I'm not concerned. Drew has said he wants to stay long-term. Although the Bucks haven't looked terrific so far this season, I don't think he would change his mind. Just based on the team struggling a little bit without him. If anything, maybe it's cemented, you know, clearly, uh, hey, I, I'm an important piece here. <laughs> this team needs me.
1: Yeah, it really could have. It, it, it could go a multitude of ways here. I think it's just bad timing uh, yeah, on the extension part, plus, you know, Drew, like you said, just coming back, recovering from COVID, and just, you know, starting to get his feet wet a little bit back with this team again. Yeah. Uh, it's just, it's so tough. It is so tough because we know, and I'm sure the Bucs, obviously the Bucks know, how important Drew Holiday is to this team. They made an investment in him. I'm sure they desperately want to keep him here long term because of all that they, you know, traded to go get him. This is probably, like I've mentioned this before, there was probably some sort of backdoor agreement that was done uh, before Drew Sohan, came. Hold on,
0: what are you doing? You know the Bucks, are, the Bucks are losing the second round pick just for you saying this.
1: Hey, how could you? NBA Kiki Vandeweghe. I don't know if Kiki handles this tampering stuff. Kiki, but, uh, <laughs> if you're listening to this, I'm speculating here. Speculating.
0: Uh, Indy, Indy just got their 2025 second rounder back. Way to go, Rohan.
1: Yes. Okay. I'm sorry. I'm <laughs> sorry, uh, Milwaukee Bucks fans. If I cost you a second round pick here, but. I'm sure that there was some sort of agreement in place because we know that the the Pelicans were only talking to teams that Drew was willing to sign an extension with. I'm sure there's something in place. I'm sure this is going to get done, which is why I made the investment in John Horstock.
0: I do think technically Drew could get even more if he waits and re-signs in free agency as opposed to signing the extension.
1: That's Is it. that true, or would they not be the same value?
0: Well, extension rules are really stupid in the NBA, so he might actually be able to command a little bit more. Um, at least that's according to this article I'm reading. It looks like he can make just under 170 million over four years, so that could be an option. I don't know. That that's a huge amount. I mean, now we're talking 43 million a year. That's like Steph
1: Curry money. I um, don't think that would
0: happen. Uh, yeah, I, I don't think that's I don't think that's the reason either. I think it's just still being worked on and maybe being considered on both sides you know this unlike the honest deal which was because the supermax is so restrictive like you couldn't have done a three-year quote unquote supermax it had to be the whole thing um but drew's under no such restrictions so he could be thinking like you know how many years exactly do i want to tack on like when do i want to become contract eligible again like maybe him and the bucks are having conversations about like what off season would there be the most chance for me to cash in on another deal? You know, maybe instead of signing the full four year extension now, maybe sign two or three, and then with the kind of implied nudge, nudge, wink, wink, there goes the other Pacers second round pick. Sorry, Bucks. Um, that after that expires, Drew will find another deal with Milwaukee. Who knows? Um, I, I do think Drew would just want the max, but the max years, excuse me, but. It is possible that both sides are thinking a little bit, you know, what length works the best on this thing. I still think it's happening, though. I think we agree on that.
1: Yeah, I, I definitely think it's happening. Maybe he wants to get – is it the year 33 that he gets, a, a a bump, or does that only apply to max contracts?
0: That No, that that's a – I think that's when he's not eligible to sign another contract, but they moved it back. I think that's what you're talking about.
1: Wait, say that again?
0: So there's a, there's a rule that restricts you from signing a long-term deal that takes you into your age whatever season in the because, it, like, teams were just signing them just to basically pay players a ton for, like, two years and they would retire. But Chris Paul moved it back. But he's already got 10 years of service, so there shouldn't be any changes in his max,
1: what he can make. Okay. Uh, I just thought it's 38.
0: Yeah, yeah, so that, that restricts you from how long you can sign for past your age 38 season. So, yeah, Drew at age 30 right now in his age 30 season has plenty of time to go before he would hit that. And okay. if Chris Paul is still in the MBPA, it'll probably be pushed back like five more years so he can oh, get another job. Oh, 100%, yeah. <laughs>
1: Which is exactly what happened last time. <laughs> yep, yeah, it's, it's wild how those ages lined up there. Yeah, and uh. it's
0: really, really strange that the president of the National Basketball Players Association changed the rule and... Perfectly allowing him to sign another long-term deal. It's wild. There, there are a lot of coincidences happening in the uh,
1: NBPA recently. ACP <laughs> three gets things done. That's why he's an all-star. Uh, that
0: is absolutely correct. Um, to quickly run back through some chat things. Um, I wish Chris was a little better too. I thought he was fine overall. We already touched on the eight assist. It looked a little wild sometimes. Chris asked about our thoughts on Divincenzo. We covered him a lot earlier, and I do. I don't disagree with George saying he takes some truly wild shots but we got, we covered a lot of Dante earlier as well. I'm investing, I'm believing that he's going to sustain this run even though I already compared it to an unsustainable run in Carson Wentz. My game-to-game variance is as high as Dante's right now so I guess that's why I had to invest in him um, and those Giannis blocks were tough. We, we haven't talked enough about Giannis almost I feel like.
1: No, we really haven't. It's just, it was just an absolutely dominating performance. Like That block he had on Zubats was just otherworldly. Uh it's just I wouldn't say the block itself, it was the effort in terms of you have Zubots just charging to the rim.
0: And I thought there like, was no way.
1: Yeah, it's who's who's actually gonna go and try and block that and because the most likely outcome is that you're just gonna get a yam down there. Absolutely um, poster. Yeah. Nope, Giannis makes those plays. He is not afraid to get dunked on and guess what? He got the block. He got yeah. the block. And it was just that's that's D P O I type stuff. I doubt he's gonna win it this year. I highly doubt that. It's, I don't I think, think he do it. feels
0: Gobert or Simmons. I don't, I don't think he, should. Yeah.
1: he falls asleep I don't think on the Yeah. For sure, yeah. shouldn't win it, but he's well, definitely I mean, one a lot of the best. There's a lot there of season is. left. Right now, I don't think he should win it, but yeah, for sure. But I still think like Gobert, or Simmons, like Embiid, they've they've done more, and they're more deserving than Giannis right now. But like you said, you know. Uh, like anyone else, including LeBron, would have watched Zubats dunk it, rub his hands, used then wait for the ball to get taken out. Great, great stuff from George. I will say though, to counter that, that Zub- uh, the block on Zubats, uh, given they use are completely different circumstances, that reminded me of the LeBron block on Tiago splitter in the finals. Oh man, what a what a, what a
0: that's a good comp. Two legendary blocks.
1: Real, yeah. Because you just have Tiago splitter just going full charge at the rim, and LeBron's just like, No. Nah. Not a chance here. Uh, given that is the NBA Finals, <laughs> so yeah, um, means a lot more to do it there than it is in the uh, uh, game 34 of a season during a plague. <laughs> uh,
0: <laughs> love that you casually—it's there—is it a plague. I love that. I, I I feel like it didn't need to be said, but it makes it funnier that you actually like that you that you opined it into the world. Just reminding everyone.
1: Yeah, no. so, uh, yeah, George, he, he's a little upset that I said Embiid did a little bit. He's, Embiid's, been, Embiid's been a dominant force this season on both ends of the floor. He does have his moments, like you said last night. Uh, he turned into a traffic cone versus the Cavs, Sexton, Garland, got everything they wanted. Yeah, that's true, but it's also just like it's a one game.
0: But like, but Philly, has the, Philly has the fifth defense, and they're better actually when Embiid is on the floor without Simmons, which is kind of funny for Simmons in the DPOY case. Milwaukee currently in 10th right now in uh in defensive rating, like I'm honestly shocked they're top ten after some of the some of the games in the losing streak, I guess this winning streak has probably helped a lot um the bucks currently i don't know I don't think this is this is not fully updated, I don't think, but as of whenever NBA stats last updated tied exactly with Brooklyn in offensive rating uh with a better net rating, but we need to see it more against good teams. Luckily, we did see it against a good team against the clippers, but yeah, just to wrap this up. We talked about the block and the dunk, two amazing highlights, two of the best plays of the season so far. All-around game, though, 36 points, 14 rebounds, four offensive, five assists, one steal, four blocks, plus four turnovers, and just two fouls for the Greek Freak. Another amazing game from Giannis.
1: Yeah, Doris Burke had a great uh, stat that I was unaware of during the broadcast where she said before this game, Giannis had only two charges the entire month of February. I know, and she had to jinx him, though. I know he did draw and one, he got day, but that's in. that is yeah. three charges in the entire month of February. That is a, insane. That shows how much Giannis has been growing. That's going to watch for sure because we would we've seen games where he has three in a game. Oh yeah, absolutely. And now he's three in an entire month. Given it's the shortest month of the year, but <laughs> still. The point stays the same. He's definitely growing. He's going around the barrier. I refuse to say it, still. I know. Uh, I
0: know. That's, I'm fine with you not saying. I, still, I, 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 I cringe when people
1: say it on TV. Too. I
0: think I said barrier in a tweet today, out of respect for you.
1: I, we got to we got to change the narrative here. Change it's got to start barrier. somewhere.
0: Oh no! I just said doesn't have a lane to the hoop. I I I I, I walked around it. I walked yeah. around the barrier. Just
1: like Giannis has been doing.
0: Yeah. That's 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 perfect. Um, let's do our shorts. I feel like this is one of the more wild stock market pods, but I have I've liked the wildness. I think it's fun.
1: Yeah, we I mean it's 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 understandable considering how big of a game it follows on. But Yeah,
0: exactly. It's a lot different than a typical stock pod, but it's we're we're versatile.
1: Okay. So our shorts of the week. I have to pick someone that is not Bryn Forbes for the first time. I'm um, uh, Seriously ever,
0: considering yeah. picking Bryn Forbes just to
1: troll you. Honestly, I would do the same thing. I won't it do it, but I, I won't do it. But I thought about it. So my short of the week—it pains me to do this. It really does. It's Got to be Bobby Portis.
0: Really, Bobby yep. Portis at plus seventeen. He has been rising quickly.
1: He has been rising quickly. I feel like. I don't know. He's going to have a little bit of a rough patch here. Everyone does. Everyone does. I'm just guessing. here, speculation. But it's got to drop. It's got to drop. Or maybe he just turns into my new Bryn Forbes, and then Bryn Forbes just crashes. Uh, <laughs> but Bobby Portis is going to be my show of the week. He's at 17 right now. 17. That's the second highest on the team tied with Chris Middleton.
0: Listen, in fairness, Drew Holiday missed 10 straight games. I think, I think he'd comfortably be tied for third. but. The way he's defended recently, the turnovers he's generated in the paint, he's snagging passes lately. He's forcing jump balls. He's contesting triples. He puts himself in the right spots, which is not something anybody, including myself, expected to say about Bobby Portis. But he puts himself in smart spots on both sides of the ball. On offense, he'll just decide to not miss, which is terrific. It's so fun watching him on offense. But on defense, he's like, he's been capable. I still think a little bit of it is like, Addition by subtraction when he's out there without Brooke. Like, I think just everything looks better, and that helps Bobby's face. But he's been legitimately good. I'm not touching the short on Bobby Portis. I'm I'm refusing to do it. It's been too many games where he just looks like a great buck. I'm I'm in. I said today, we need five more years of Bobby Portis. I'm in on Bobby. I can't short him.
1: Okay. I'm going to take that risk here. So who's who's your short? This pains
0: me. Going with the other big man, Brooke Lopez. Ooh. (laughs) shortened Brolo. I sold Brolo, and I'm shorting Brolo. Uh, he's already negative two. He could certainly stay or you know, climb back up to around zero. I wouldn't be shocked at that either. Um, against teams without great shooting, I think he looks a lot more comfortable, and he can impact the game a little bit more. I haven't looked ahead to the last few games here before the break, so there's a chance that I lose out here again, but you know, I'm not basing this off his current price, obviously, just on what I'm seeing and just I feel like a, a disappointed parent more than more than a, a blogger or a podcaster or whatever. Like, I'm not mad. I'm just disappointed. And uh, I just – I'm concerned that I'm still going to be disappointed. So this for me is kind of a win-win, right? Like, either he, he disappoints me more, but I get the extra $5 to invest next week, or he plays better and I get to watch Goodbrook Lopez and I don't get the money to spend. So this feels like a no-lose scenario
1: for me. You know what? That's honestly fair.
0: And it's know. kind of the same for you, right? Like if if Bobby Portis finally doesn't play well, you win. But if he keeps playing well, Bobby Portis keeps playing well, and that's great.
1: Yeah, it is. Uh, yeah. I just I don't know. I I don't know. Who who did they play next? They play Denver next. Uh, Ooh, that could get
0: bad, blah, blah. But Denver struggled. Denver struggled a little bit. But, but yeah,
1: they played Denver on Tuesday. Then they played Memphis on Thursday. Then it's time for the All-Star break. So they, we have two games until our next episode, and it's against uh, Denver and Memphis. So I think, I think Brooke could make up some ground here. But Memphis, Memphis has been struggling,
0: I will say. I mean, Jokic is cooking everybody, but he's not, like, very fast. So I, Brooke actually kind of held in against him in the last Denver game, although they did pull him late. Memphis, like Valanciunas, I think is a guy that Brook Lopez can do well against. So yeah, that that might have been a bad on my part. Um, we got a special pod coming between those games. Yes, not we gonna, do. Not not announcing yet. Let's just tease. I never want to announce something like this before because you never know what could like if anything could fall through or scheduling or whatever. You know, I I hate to do that. So we got to just tease it. But anticipating. I mean, we kind of gave it away last
1: episode. So listen to the last episode no, we have. It, yeah, we're not going to completely give it away. But we do have a special episode coming up. Special episode.
0: Soon. Special midweek episode coming next week. <laughs> Justin says Earth on. We're working on that one. It's not that one. We're working on that. Yeah. you never follow me back, man.
1: We need to we need to be more aggressive on that front. Uh, yeah, we do.
0: We gotta we gotta get our people in contact with Ursan's person. Apparently, it's just one person. But
1: okay. you know what's funny? Just to wrap this up a little bit. Yeah. Uh, in the month of February, the Bucks played 15 games, and they they went on three streaks. They started a five game winning streak, then they had a five game losing streak, and now they have a five game winning streak. <laughs> Luckily,
0: there's not enough time for them to close it out with a Thanos. You know, a balanced, perfect, as all things should be, five game losing streak. So that's what
1: why did you, you speak that into existence?
0: It can't happen, Rohan. I spoke into existence because it's impossible. It's very possible. Well, not in this month. Well, oh, yeah, because the month's over. <laughs> exactly. That's why I said it. It was a no risk fate Okay,
1: okay. Yeah, okay. yeah, not, not You're not saying in this matter. month, okay, got gotcha. Yeah, yeah, in
0: February alone.
1: Yeah, it's not possible. <laughs> okay, I was like, if this like, is the next five games, this is, this is on you
0: This is my third straight strong statement DJA is not Giannis What was the math one from last time? I don't even remember Doesn't matter And my, my new strong statement My new hot take Bucks are not going to lose five straight this February yep. Again <laughs> Again <laughs>
1: uh. Oh brother Yeah, all stars coming up We got uh, Amphrey Simons and Cassie Stanley We'll be in the dunk contest That's going to be insane
0: I heard wild. that Robert Covington was in the skills challenge. Yes, he is. What skills?
1: <laughs> why, why do you have to do that?
0: Capable on-ball defense? Is that one of the skills in the skills challenge?
1: He's the only active HPCU alum in the NBA.
0: Oh, man. Why didn't anyone tell me that before the pod? Now it's cool. <clears throat> I don't think he's going to do that well. Sorry, I, hope, I, I hope he does <laughs> I hope he wins it. I hope he wins it. I absolutely deserve to look stupid for that. I didn't know the reason. Is Anthony Simon is that good of a dunker?
1: Anthony Simon has a bounce. I don't know how it's going to translate to actually, like, show dunks, but who knows.
0: I, uh, apparently, I got to watch the dunk contest. I didn't know Cassie Stanley had that kind of bounce
1: either. Oh, he's got some bunnies. <laughs>
0: huh. I, I guess I'm not aware of dunkers these days.
1: I feel like there's a bunch of guys that in the NBA that have, like, just wild, wild verts, but the, it just doesn't translate, so I'm excited to see how these translate. I two. We have, there's two of them on this team. Which two? Take a wild guess.
0: Dante and Pat? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Did you see that they're the, the best two-man lineup in the NBA? Yes, they are. Plus 22. Today? Beautiful. What a beautiful stat. Advanced stats Stink. But they're beautiful. And I just want to say, officially, I'm now repping Robert Covington in the skills challenge. Go Tennessee State. I'm all about it. Let's go. Robert Covington. This is a wild third round. Well, I didn't know it was a cool thing. I thought it was. This is My thought process was like they had to find somebody and nobody else wanted to do it, so they made Roko do it. I didn't. I wasn't aware it was cool.
1: Really no, no cool. it's cool. It's I'm cool. on
0: board. I'm on board. Sorry, Roko. It's a good on-ball defender. I wasn't wrong. I did I did compliment him in the diss.
1: <laughs> yeah. I mean we'll we'll get a chance to see if he's actually, you know, got some got some skills. Who, depends on who else is in the contest. Brandon
0: Knight had a good run at it once.
1: I remember being so excited to see Brandon Knight in the skills challenge because it was him at All Star even though he yeah. should have been an All Star that year. Um, <laughs> Kyle made it to the finals. Yeah. And he lost. Who did he lose to? I shouldn't remember this. Pat ahead I'm glad I don't remember Pat
0: Bev. I'm almost positive it was Pat Bev.
1: Oh boy! <laughs>
0: That's how much of a Brandon Knight fan I was. Um, and then yeah, Giannis going to Rising Stars used to be a big thing. I miss B Knight yep. too, Eric. The shout out to how being how different Bucks fandom is now. Now we're pissed we didn't get a second slash third All Star. Back in the day it was like Brandon Knight's in the Skills Challenge. Hell yeah, let's go! We're partying you know, all All Star weekend. We get to watch B Knight make chest passes. <laughs> Nothing's nicer than to- this.
1: It's nice to see uh, someone represent your team on the biggest stage. And now our, the, the team is the biggest stage. Ooh, I like that. That was fire. That was heat. Yeah. I mean, I was really worried that this game was going to be a stinker because it's a Sunday matinee game, and it was yeah, on ABC. Really,
0: really good Sunday game,
1: all told. Yeah, maybe Giannis uh, got his nap in early. We'd love to see Giannis get his nap in. Yeah, because they've they've legitimately struggled because he hasn't gotten his nap in, in after the oh, yeah. in the past. That's a real thing. I'm not just making it up. Bobby Portis in three point contest. There was some buzz to that. Uh, He's he
0: talking. To, oh, oh, no. oh,
1: oh, it's in, it's in
0: chat. Okay. He was I he was like, asked oh.
1: about it and said, "Would you participate?" Because he is like one of the league leaders in three point percentage. Yeah. Uh, and he said, yeah, I'd participate. And he was let's, like, he backed it up on Twitter, too. So let's get Bobby in the three-point contest. Let's get
0: Bobby in the 3 You know, let's go fun with the three-point contest that they did with the skills challenge a couple years ago. Like, Bobby Portis, Chris Boucher. Like, let's get big in the three-point contest. The big guys doing this stuff, I'm sorry, object, except for the dunk contest, objectively more fun than little guys.
1: I just, I think the problem is they, it's too slow. Yeah. Eh, yeah, probably. Like, I don't know if Bobby would get all the shots off. I don't think Boucher would no Boucher would not. They
0: should do a separate one where Boucher gets to try and block them. Ooh. he would I think he would win if he got to block everybody else's attempts, like from under the hoop he starts like on every ball. I don't know how that would work. He'd block a lot of Chris Boucher is nuts
1: yeah, it's the the athleticism like it's it's unparalleled. He's also like twenty eight I didn't know that.
0: yeah, it took him a while to get to the league. He was a, a bouncer. Yeah, not, not a literal bouncer. He bounced her on leagues. He wasn't – I don't know if he worked as a bouncer. Potentially.
1: I thought you would okay. Whatever.
0: Uh <laughs> I mean, he would not let you – you're not getting in the club against Chris Boucher if he doesn't want you in there. Oh,
1: not a chance. He would have been chance. an elite
0: bouncer. I don't think he did that, but if he did, I would have hired him for
1: sure. I would just be intimidated. Oh, yeah. I wouldn't I mean, even you, try to get in. If you you he think said you no,
0: like – You think you get around him and you like got your ankles from 18 feet away and you're just getting thrown.
1: Oh, yeah. No there's, no, there's no chance. He would honestly be like the, the – the Crispy said, when you retire, you got to get up. I feel
0: like he could probably do better, but he would be great at it. <laughs> <laughs> I okay, feel
1: like now better. that
0: we're talking yeah. – yeah, now that we're talking about Crispy Shay as a bouncer, I feel like that, that informs us that it's probably time
1: to wrap. Yeah, it probably is here. We've had some great interaction here uh, on Locker. Room. I feel like we didn't even say this up top for the pod. Oh, yeah. Long. Uh, But, yeah, we're doing our stock market episodes now live on Locker Room. Uh, I tweeted it out beforehand. Uh, We're going to be – you know, we're going to be doing this, getting some good fan interaction here in the chat. And it's just it's good. It's really good. And we're going to keep doing this going forward. Uh, we're going to be doing a lot more on Locker Room going forward. So just stay tuned. Make sure to follow both of us. It's just our Twitter handles, uh, but on Locker Room. Make sure to follow us on Twitter. And I guess I should say, if we're wrapping it up here, thank you for listening to this episode of the Eurostep here on the Blue Wire Podcast Network. A lot of exciting stuff coming up. We've teased some stuff earlier. Yes. Just a lot of stuff coming up across the entire network. Make sure to stop. check out as much content as you can because it's Blue Wire to the Moon, I would say. Not Top Shot to the Moon, Blue Wire to the Moon. Uh, but yeah, make sure you tell your friends and family about the show. Rate, uh, review, subscribe on your podcast platform of choice. Uh, please stay safe, everyone, and we will talk to you next time.